Hello there and thanks for listening to RT Radio 1's Davis Now Lectures podcast with me, Cleanani Anlun. This episode is a talk from the 2002 Thomas Davis Lectures Archive of the series The University of the People, which marked the 100th anniversary of the Carnegie Libraries in Ireland. Professor John Coolan was renowned as a teacher, researcher, academic and author. And for so many students and teachers and scholars of education in Ireland, he is best known as the author of the key text, Irish Education, History and Structure, first published back in 1981 and in print continuously since then. It covers primary, secondary, technical and vocational, as well as university education in Ireland from 1800 up to more recent times. John Coolan was one of the most influential voices in the shaping of government policy on Irish education across many decades, and he was also held in huge esteem internationally, for example as a member of the OECD's Review Team on Education and as Vice President of the EU Committee on Education. In his lecture, Unrealised Potential, Ireland's Public Libraries and Our Schools, he outlines what he describes as the precarious relationship which existed between the Departments of Education, local government and the environment and Ireland's libraries for much of the 20th century. Here is John Coolahan. For the first four decades after independence, the Department of Education maintained a standoff position, as if it had no concerns or responsibility in the matter of school libraries. At a meeting in February 1960 between the Secretary of the Department and Michal Bannock of the Library Council, the Secretary maintained that while school libraries were a good thing, their provision had nothing to do with the department and that it was purely a matter for school managers and the local authority. However, the library authorities continued to campaign on the provision of school libraries. In February 1961, the Library Association of Ireland and the Library Council agreed a memorandum which stated, The Association recommends that there should be a library in every school as a recognised part of its equipment to consist of a. a permanent stock and b. a loan collection from the local authority library. This was to be the model of what was later achieved, but it was to take ten years of further pressure to achieve it for primary schools. A significant meeting took place on the 5th of July 1962 between the Library Council and the Minister for Education, Dr Hillary, assisted by his Principal Officer, Mr Sean O'Connor, at which the Council made a strong case backed up with reference to developments in other countries. In seeking to make progress, the Council drew a distinction between the permanent stock of books and the loan collection. A chink of light occurred when the Minister indicated that his department would accept responsibility as soon as possible for placing some basic reference books like a dictionary and an encyclopaedia in each school, in a small way at first. This was the first time the Department of Education accepted any responsibility for the provision of even basic reference books to schools, and its tentative character was reflected in the safe phrase, in a small way at first. However, while something of a breakthrough seemed to have occurred in the attitude of the Department of Education, the traditional parsimonious attitude of the Department of Finance at that time to the resourcing of primary schools was very much in evidence. While the Department of Education had sought £75,000 to initiate the scheme, it was only allocated £20,000, and that in the words of Sean O'Connor after long and difficult negotiations. The tiny sum of 20000 became available for the financial year 63-64, but presented a considerable dilemma as to how it could be meaningfully deployed. 
Eventually, it was decided to confine the scheme in its first year to primary schools in five counties. Leash, Leitrim, Monaghan, Limerick and Waterford, omitting the cities of Limerick and Waterford. This allowed the princely sum of £30 to be available per school in these counties. The Public Library Service gave great cooperation and undertook the administrative and logistical work at its own expense. In May 1966, following the publication of the Investment in Education report, which pointed out the inadequate infrastructure of Irish school libraries, Mr Sean O'Connor, now Assistant Secretary in the Department of Education, gave an interesting address to the Librarian's Annual Conference on the theme Libraries and Educational Planning. He emphasised that in the context of fundamental changes occurring in the education system, the function of the library as an integral part of the educational process must be recognised. More and more, he said, will the school library become indispensable. Mr O'Connor then challenged his librarian audience by asking, have you got a policy in regard to the school library service, particularly at secondary level? He concluded his address by saying, the library service potential is not being adequately exploited at present because it is regarded as something outside. In the education of tomorrow, libraries will be an essential part and on economic as well as on educational grounds, the resources of the public library service must be available for that purpose. This provocative address from an innovative administrator is interesting from a number of points of view. In the context of the long tradition of disinterest by the Department of Education in school library provision, it now indicated a very affirmative position on the role of school libraries. On the other hand, he indicated no intention of any financial investment from the Department of Education for the future to harness the values of the public library service for the needs of a changing education system. Now it would appear that the public library service was being expected to provide from its own resources extensive new needs acquired by the school system, but with a hands-off approach as regards partnership support from the Department of Education. With the introduction of the free post-primary education scheme in 1967, a great expansion of pupil numbers took place. In the autumn, the Department of Education decided to make grants available to post-primary schools for the purchase of a stock of reference books, but it did not utilise the liaison process with the libraries which had been operated for the primary school scheme. In spring 1968, the Library Association and the Library Council agreed a rather comprehensive scheme for libraries in primary and post-primary schools. It considered that a capitation rate of 35p per primary pupil and 50p per post-primary pupil would be sufficient. The cost of books should be borne equally between the Department of Education and local government, with the Department of Education paying an extra contribution to the administrative costs being undertaken by the local authorities. What was being proposed was, in their terms, a fully comprehensive scheme for primary and post-primary schools as a shared responsibility by the two departments. The plan considered that the library scheme should be administered by the Public Library Authority as agent for the Department of Education. This coincided with a period of greatly escalating costs within the Department of Education linked to the free post-primary education scheme, school transport scheme, changes in teacher salary structure and the expansion of third-level sector. This may have been one of the reasons why the scheme was taken no further at the time. Meanwhile, the Department of Education was well advanced in the preparation of a radically new, child-centred primary school curriculum. The concepts behind this curriculum implied that pupils would be much more active in guided discovery learning 
and expanded teacher learning resources were called for by the curriculum. Thus, on the 26th of February 1969, an important new stage was reached when a circular was issued by the Department of Education to the local library authorities, which stated that the department was, a quote, satisfied that the future development of primary school libraries should be effected by a liaison between this department and the library authorities. It adopted the key principle of equal per capita funding for books for primary schools from the department and the local authority. However, the costs were pitched not at 35p a year per primary pupil, which had been sought, but at 10p. In 1969, the scheme was to operate in Dublin City and County, Cork City and County, County Limerick and County Meath. This amounted to the second breakthrough in library arrangements for primary schools, following the decision on basic reference libraries in 1963. Quite clearly, the financial input, at a time of galloping inflation, was pitched at a very low level, but the principle was being established, and it could be built on in due course. When the new primary school curriculum was published for large-scale implementation in 1971, the new arrangements for primary school library provision had become operative almost nationwide. This was a landmark development, but if it had not happened, there would have been a yawning gap between curricular policy rhetoric and school reality. The primary curriculum had stated, In the primary school, the library is not only valuable, it is essential. Precisely because it enshrines the child's title deeds to a part in his own education, the library dominates the whole area of school equipment. From this declaration, there could be no turning back but the rate of progress of the movement forward was another story, as regards extent of investment in the scheme. The issue of specific library grants from the Department of Education for post-primary schools was to be a protracted one. In October 1973, the Library Association again took the initiative and prepared a scheme for such schools, and it maintained that a viable national scheme could be operative for post-primary schools by 1975. This proposal coincided with the first oil crisis, very high inflation and cutbacks in educational expenditure. It was not a congenial climate for the establishment of such a scheme and nothing came of it. In reply to a dull question in April 1972, the Minister for Education, Mr Faulkner, had stated, There is not at present a special grant scheme for the stocking of libraries in secondary schools, but the introduction of such a scheme is under consideration. The consideration yielded no fruitful outcome, however, and over 20 years later, in June 1993, the Minister for Education at this time, Neve Rannoch, indicated no change when she stated to the Doyle. In the case of second-level schools, my department makes grants available for the running costs of the schools, and it is open to schools to buy books for their libraries out of these grants. There is no specific library grant scheme in the case of these schools. This continued to be the stated position of the Department of Education throughout the period under review. In 1981, the Library Association renewed its efforts of 1968 and 1973 to have a comprehensive scheme for primary and post-primary schools developed. In its scheme of March 1981, it drew attention to the fact that high inflation, the increasing costs of books and the break with sterling meant that the rate of 25p per capita for primary schools dating from 1976, has reduced the effective purchasing power of the Department of Education's contribution. It went on to remark, if the local authorities were to restrict their contribution to match that of the department, library services to primary schools would become totally ineffective. 
With regard to post-primary schools, the Library Association sought a commitment from the Department of Education for adequate funding for a comprehensive scheme. At a meeting of the Association with the Minister for Education, Mr John Boland, in September 1981, the Association pressed its case, but no promise of increased funding could be elicited. The Minister did facilitate a meeting between the Association and the management bodies of post-primary schools in November 1981 to discuss these proposals. A working group was set up which prepared a draft scheme for submission to the Department in 1983, but it met with no successful response. The library grant per pupil introduced by the Department of Education in 1971 amounted to 20p per pupil and was increased to 25p in 1976. Despite years of high inflation, it was capped at that sum until 1985 when it was raised to 38p per pupil. In 1987, the Public Library Review Report considered that the system as operated was inadequate and stated... In our view, the responsibility for providing a primary school library service rests equally with the Department of Education and the public library authorities. It urged the formulation of a new scheme based on the equal sharing of costs by the two agencies. And regarding post-primary schools, the report deplored that there was no overall policy for the provision of libraries in such schools. It noted that some library authorities provided books for post-primary schools as a means of developing library awareness but, significantly, the report urged the discontinuance of this practice until there was, in its words, a clear policy and commitment from the Department of Education on the matter. In essence, no progress was being made regarding the provision of a comprehensive scheme for post-primary schools, and to the chagrin of many, the 38p per primary pupil was reduced to 21p in 1988. However, a breakthrough did occur in this dispiriting pattern when, in November 1989, the Minister for Education, Mrs Mary O'Rourke, secured a one-off grant of almost £1.1 million from the National Lottery Funds. This had the effect of restoring the per-pupil grant to 38p and allowed about £1 million to assist library authorities to replenish the book stock in the primary school library services. The 90s was to prove to be a remarkable decade in the review of the Irish education system in policy formulation and in educational legislation. However, it is very noticeable how little the library services featured in all the mainstream discussions and policy statements. This was in contrast with the enthusiastic promotion of information technology resources in education by ministers in the mid-90s, resulting in very significant investment in IT equipment and training. The library service became alert to the potential of a synergy between information technology and library resources. It promoted the idea of comprehensive teaching learning resource centres in schools, incorporating access to a vast range of learning and educational materials as part of a lifelong learning approach to education. When the government published its green paper, Education for the Changing World, in 1992, it made no reference to the role of libraries in education. This spurred the Library Association not just to submit a response to the Green Paper, but to again set up a committee to design a policy for primary and post-primary school libraries. This policy document dealt with a range of relevant features, finance, accommodation, staffing and so on. Significantly, the Library Association sought to establish alliances with other stakeholders. A notable instance of this 
was the joint hosting by the Library Association and the Association of Secondary Teachers of Ireland of a seminar on library development in second-level schools in October 1993. The proceedings of this seminar were published and a library information pack was made available to second-level schools. This attractively designed pack included formal policy statements by both the Library Association and the ASTI calling for the provision of post-primary school libraries. The advocates of improved school library provision got independent research backing from a report in 1994 on reading literacy in Irish schools by Martin and Morgan. This emphasised that ready access to books was a major factor in raising literacy standards and that school libraries were particularly valuable in this regard. The policy work of the Library Association Committee in 1992 found a useful outcome in the publication of the Association's booklet, School Libraries, Guidelines for Good Practice, which was launched by the then Minister for Education, Ms Neve Rannock. Interestingly, in the Department of Education's position paper on the proposed Regional Education Boards, issued in March 1994, one of the functions of the board specifically included responsibility for the provision of permanent and mobile library facilities for the educational sector in close liaison with the local library service. This provision was also listed as one of the support services of the boards in the Education Bill of 1997. With a change of government in June 1997, this bill fell, as did the plans for regional education boards. The Education Act of 1998 did include a reference to libraries as one of the services for which the Department of Education and Science had responsibility, but this has led to no notable change of practice. However, it can be noted that improved national economic performance was reflected in a steady increase of the primary pupil subsidy, particularly from the mid-90s. In the school year 1995-96, the subsidy was raised from 51p per pupil to £1 per pupil, and this was doubled to £2 per pupil in 1996-97. Smaller increases in subsequent years led to the figure of £2.28p per pupil by the year 2000. Furthermore, in December 1998, the Department of Education and Science allocated £6.5 million to schools for the purchase of library books, with extra support for schools in disadvantaged areas. A year later, a further grant of about £3.7 million was made available to primary schools to expand their library resource material. This was part of the support for the special National Reading Initiative, which was launched in 1999. Under this scheme, the money was dispatched directly to the schools to purchase the books, rather than through the local library process. The fact that no consultation took place with the school library service was a cause of concern and resentment to the service. For the first time ever, post-primary schools were allocated a specific targeted grant for the purchase of library books, as distinct from reference books. The majority of such schools were allocated £2,500 each, with designated second-level schools allocated about £5,000 each. Under the auspices of the National Reading Initiative, Personnel from the Department of Education and Science, the National Council for Curriculum and Assessment, and the Public Library Service cooperated in the provision of the publications, book choice for primary schools, and book choice for post-primary schools. Thus, the closing years of the century witnessed a significant improvement in the resourcing for school libraries and a greater degree of cooperation between relevant agencies. The 1998 report of the Department of the Environment and Local Government was entitled 
branching out a new public library service. It sought to reinterpret the role of public libraries in the context of the information age which was developing. Reviewing the state of school library provision at primary level, it indicated that the allocation at the time was inadequate to meet the needs of high-quality materials, and it drew attention to the uneven level of provision throughout the country. It stated, In order to overcome the difficulties with this haphazard approach, the project team believes that a national approach to developing school libraries at primary level needs to be taken. The project team recommended that the Minister should facilitate a dialogue between library authorities, the Library Council, the Departments of the Environment and Local Government, and Education and Science, on the development of library services for both primary and post-primary schools. This was aimed at bringing a coordinated approach from the key supply agencies to bear on school library provision, and it was not before its time. A helpful initiative was taken by the Library Association shortly afterwards in making a school library information file available to schools. It was a guide on the technical, policy and practical issues surrounding the development of school libraries. In welcoming the file, Minister Martin emphasised the important role of the school library in both primary and post-primary schools. A new era was also being signalled for the primary school with the publication in 1999 of the revised primary school curriculum. The teacher guidelines for the implementation of the new curriculum state. The ready availability of a wide variety of suitable books is essential in all schools. Such a resource will cater for the needs of every area of the curriculum and should be provided through the establishment of a well-stocked library in every school. It was particularly timely then that the Library Association, with funding from the Department of Education and Science, commissioned a study on primary school libraries, the first comprehensive review of library provision for primary schools in Ireland. Significantly, the consultative committee for the study incorporated representatives of all the key stakeholders. The researcher sought the views of teachers, parents and librarians on the operation of the system. Among its main findings were that the current situation regarding almost all aspects of primary school libraries was regarded as unsatisfactory by all parties and they regarded it essential that the Department of Education and Science needed to give a clear commitment to primary school libraries in terms of policy, planning and funding. The study demonstrated that there was a great unevenness of provision throughout the country and that grave inequalities resulted. Among its wide-ranging recommendations were that a statutory obligation should be placed on the Department of Education and Science to arrange for the provision of a comprehensive library service in all primary schools. Regarding funding, the report indicated that a radical increase was required in the per capita support by the Department of Education and Science and suggested £15 per head in the year 2000, increasing to £30 in the year 2004. A schools library working group, representative of the Departments of the Environment and Local Government and Education and Science, as well as library interests, was set up in the year 2000. Its terms of reference focused on the role of the key parties, financial arrangements, problems in the operation of the service and evaluation of the quality of the school's library service. Up to early 2002, however, it would seem that this working group has made little progress and it remains to be seen if a more satisfactory framework for primary schools for the new century can be built on the foundations laid during the last 30 years of the 20th century. As regards post-primary school libraries, despite many proposals for the development of a structured 
partnership policy between the Department of Education and Science and the Department of the Environment, no significant change has occurred on the long prevailing status quo. The Department of Education and Science maintains that in its general grants to schools there is provision for the purchase of library books, if school management consider it appropriate, to deploy resources for that purpose. The local authority libraries give de facto assistance to post-primary pupils, particularly in relation to resources for projects, when pupils visit local libraries. However, since the plan for post-primary school library provision was submitted by the Library Association in the spring of 1968, no meaningful progress has been made towards the provision of such libraries, jointly supported by the two state departments involved. In the millennium year 2000, the Library Association published a policy statement on library services to children and young people. Among the principles set out were every child should have easy access to a library throughout their lives and children's library services should be given equal status to those of adults. The statement envisaged libraries for young people acting, I quote, as centres of information by providing books, multimedia materials and information technology sources. More precisely, on school libraries it stated, there should be a statutory obligation to provide libraries in schools at all levels of education. The scope and objectives of school library services and the role of public libraries in administering them should be fully defined and properly funded. We are still a long way from the achievement of such a vision. However, the momentum of developments in recent years indicates that the potential is there if the will and coordination of effort are forthcoming to realise it. That was Irish educationalist Professor John Coulahan from the 2002 Thomas Davis Lecture Series The University of the People, which marked the 100th anniversary of the Carnegie Libraries in Ireland. Look out for more talks from this series and subscribe to the Davis Now Lectures podcast for talks on a host of subjects where you get your podcasts. The Davis Now Lectures website is rte.ie forward slash radio one forward slash Davis Now Lectures. From me, producer Cleon and Ian Lund, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.